0: of the world you're locked into. I want to say welcome to another caco-tea edition with yours truly your favorite, gel Joseph. I don't know if I'm your favorite, but even if I'm not your favorite, you know. Welcome to another caco-tea edition. It is a beautiful day here. Although it's a little bit cold, um, but I just want to say um, my heart goes out to my fellow Dominicans right now who are under floor, flood warning and they've been experiencing a lot of rainfall over the last couple of days. There have been a lot of landslides and um, quite a bit of flooding on the island right now. So I just want to, you know, remember them. And if you are coming on right now, you too remember them in your prayers, in your hearts. You know, send extra little for them, and um, you know, and also check up on your family if you got family in Dominica. Just make sure that uh, they're doing okay and that the flood has not affected them. Most people who are in higher areas um, seem to be okay, but other folks who are in um, in, in areas where are subject to floods are actually. Um, yeah, they might be in a, a little bit of, as we say, in our know, local twa- twang, twaka. So I just want you to encourage you to check up on your family if you have family in Dominica just to make sure that they're doing okay. All right, we got a new show here for you this week. I uh, come to you every now and again. And I am so, um, I don't know if I'm excited, if I'm nervous. I don't even know how to feel um, about my guests here. Today, I remember when I first um, spoke to her about being on the show, when I initially started, she was like, yeah, um, I wanna come on, but let me wait um, just a little bit. I don't know if she was waiting to see if the show was gonna flop or not. (laughs) I doubt that. (laughs) I I doubt she was waiting to see the show flop, you know? (laughs) Um, But she is my sister. Uh, She is uh, probably one of my biggest fans. Um and uh, she wanted to be done with school cause you know she had quite a plate, a plate full, a handful, uh, so much full um, going on when I first started the show. Uh, she was wrapping up with her PhD and she just uh, completed recently her PhD in computational chemistry. I don't even know what that is and I'm her sister. <laughs> We're gonna talk to my sister Jarelle. Um, In just a little bit, Uh, she is standing by in the lobby and waiting for us uh, to start the show. I see we got a few viewers coming on, and I just want to encourage you. Don't forget to drop a line. Let me know where you're locked in from. Let me know where you're hailing from. Let me know where you're viewing from. Let me know where you're listening from. It would be nice to just uh, get some feedback from you. And also, I want to shout you out. I want to let you know, you know, hey, I can see you. I see you. I see you checking me out, you know. Uh, so, yeah. So be sure to drop a line and let me know uh, how you're doing today and um, and if you're locked in and where you're locked in from. I also want to remind you, those of you who are locked in, to hit the share button, you know the freaking share button that is on the thing, just hit share, share it once, share it twice, share it three times, share it four times, but make sure you hit the share button uh, so that someone else can get in on the action with you. And if you miss the show, or if for whatever reason you gotta hop off, uh, because you probably forget that you didn't give your child cereal, or you'll probably realize, hey, you got to go to sleep because you got to go to church early tomorrow. Um, You can always come back and listen to the show. You can get on my website. It's www.jljoseph.com. That's jljoseph.com. And you can see this and all the previous shows are on my site uh, for you to actually um, check out. So feel free to do so. I want to shout out Carol Seaman, who's locked in right about now. She says, hey, love. Uh, love your colors today um, and she is locked in good day to you Carol Carol is one of my cousins and I grew up um, knowing her as my neighbor and we used to have like the wickedest dance parties on music you remember those days Carol those dance party days and we almost mashed up Mama Martha, um floors dancing but she used to be in on it too so <laughs> Yeah, so big up to you, Carol, and thanks for uh, locking in. Seven Pies also in the house. I see Ray Ray's in the house, locked in from Seven Pie. That's in Dominica. So big up to you, Ray Ray, and thanks for um, tuning in. Don't forget, hit the sh- make sure you hit the share button, okay? Hit the share button and share that video now. So we getting ready for my sister. She's all dolled up and dolled out and looking on flick. Um she she's she doing this mm, she did eye watching handle making sure she have no lipstick on her teeth. Um I I, I cannot believe that uh, this day is actually here that I'm actually interviewing my baby sister. She's my youngest sister. Um she was born in Dominica, just like myself. Uh, she has a bachelor's in chemistry and mathematics, yes mathematics. Uh, she has her master's in chemistry. Uh, that's, these are both from the University of the West Indies, uh, that's Kayville. Um, And she just graduated, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show. Uh, she just graduated. Uh, well, no, she, she just got she just completed, my bad, because she hasn't graduated yet. Um, she just completed her PhD in computational chemistry at the University of Cambridge in England. And uh, she's also uh, a director of Carrie Scholar, which we'll talk a little bit about during the show. Hopefully we get a chance to touch a little bit on that. Um, That is her brainchild. And she is trained, she's actually a trained photographer. Yeah, you know what? We don't play eh? those Joseph sisters. We don't mess around. So she does photography. So if you need your next geek for a wedding, the computational chemist can come to you. (laughs) Coming to your wedding. Ah, yes, she is trained. She went to school for that, right? And she specializes in um in portrait photography. You know, I talk a lot of shite, but I'm getting ready for um my dear sister who is coming on right about now. And don't forget to let us know where you're locked in from. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate um getting all the love for you. I want to say a special good afternoon, good evening. Good day to my beautiful baby sister Jarell. What's up? Hello. Hello. I'm good. Are How are funny? you? Because I just brushed my teeth? <laughs> <laughs> so so what I didn't brush my teeth? My oh, probably you drinking too much cockle tea? I probably you, <laughs> no, I mean, probably, probably, uh, you have your
1: cockle tea up? Yes, let me see. No. I have my Gates Cambridge mug. That's what I have. Okay.
0: You have to I- send me one those there's no side of know. You like my mug? My like capital? Yeah. I like your mug. Yeah. Um, I um. remember the last time we were actually like this, you were testing out. <laughs> remember you were testing this with me. Yes. Um, I haven't started the show yet. And I'm like, yes, Jurel. Well, we don't call her Jurel. So if I call her, if you hear me call her Ellie or Mimi during the show, um, it's probably it's one of her nicknames. But yeah. So she helped me test this right before I started, and um, I remember we had such a good conversation. I wish I had shared that with the rest of the world, but then again, they probably would never. Laughing a lot, I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> but guess what? I, I before before I even get into talking, we get into talking. I got this mug in the mail. This mug. Let okay. me. Let me, let me Somebody sent me this mug in the mail. And if I go close to the thing, you see what it where, where what it what is highlighted up top? By Vegas. And it says, and it says on there. Home is with a uh, Oh, that's nice. I know, I know. I want to pick up Yuri. Yuri hooked up, hooked up a sister. Yuri sent me a mug all the way from Dominique, eh? Wow, like, That's nice. You know you're special when you get mugs from Dominica, so um, he's like, i can send you something for you for to drink some more cackle tea in, and and I got it yesterday in the mail, and big up to you, Yuri, uh, for that, but we're getting back to cackle tea. Um, Gerald, how are you feeling? I'm nervous, I'm not gonna lie.
1: <laughs> because that, remember the, when you first approached me and you asked me to do that, I was like, I don't like to be on camera. I like to do like a million takes and then take the best take, and now I, I live, so like, ah
0: uh, you, you can't screw up
1: well if you screw up
0: that's it <laughs> <laughs> <It's a laughs> up. It's yeah. up, right um i want to pick up the folks coming in i see pop tat judy lara he's locked in she said she's locked in from wet posse um it's raining a lot in portsmouth and um I, I you know my heart goes out to them a lot of flooding going on in portsmouth right about now so just be safe guys i see linda McLaurin's just locked in. Uh, Linda, where you at? I, I never know where she's, she is. She could be in any part of the world. Um, She's a traveler. So <laughs> um, where are you? Are you in England? Are you in the Canaries? Are you in Dominica? You know, you never know where you're at. Um, yeah, so don't forget guys, just keep sending the love and keep sharing as soon as you come on. My sister is here and um. I'm I'm nervous, just like her. I'm I'm actually nervous, um, because talking to her, okay, so talking to you can be very emotional, right? Why? Because I like to cry. <laughs> I like to cry. <laughs> she likes to cry. <laughs> she's she's Miss Playron, and I am usually I'll start right after her. So <laughs> so. You have to explain
1: Playron for those people that don't know her.
0: Is Pler- I have to explain what Pleurones is. Like you like to cry. Okay. Like to cry. That's our twang. They know they're accustomed to the show. They know I always throw in some nonsensical twangs. Um, We grew up in Vegas and you know we we had a bit of Creole in our life and and a lot of characters around us and we just pick up certain things and sometimes I say things that nobody else would know unless they live next to us or probably lived in our house so People are accustomed to that by now. I'm sure people are saying a lot of, using a lot of those twangs as we speak. Wanna big up Chanel who's locked in in Mon Prosper and Linda says she's in England and it's raining her way as well. Jarell, I'm trying to get you as comfortable as possible, um, but I'd like to start off my show with who are you? Who is Jarell Jovi? That's
1: a very broad question <laughs> um well well when i fill up the form for immigration i put that i'm a scientist <laughs> so i am a scientist Um, specializing in computational chemistry mm-hmm. so i do chemistry but it's all on a computer i don't go into a lab because if i go into a lab everything breaks and then you have the um threat of a fire and all those things. So I learned very early that I should stay out of the lab. <laughs> so I am a computational chemist. Um I am a photographer. I am also the co founder and director of Caris Scholar, which is a non profit organization. Um yeah, I think I think that's about like the main things at the moment. At
0: the moment. Uh, let, let's start with your childhood. Um, your childhood is sort of my childhood, but uh, there are a few years between us. So um, I spent some quite a bit of time away from you um, when you were actually in your prime, probably growing up. Um, but tell us a little bit about your upbringing, um, some of your favorite things, things that you remember, things that you, you, you care to share. Okay.
1: Um. For the most part, I remember my childhood as being very enjoyable. Um. One of the main things that I really enjoyed and I really liked from growing up in Vacas in the countryside is that we used to go to the sea on a Saturday. We we don't call it the beach; it's the sea. So we used to go to. Explain why we don't call it a beach. Because it's not a beach. <laughs> it's. <laughs>
0: rocks and rough really rough water and rough you, know, waters, you know big waves people yeah. don't believe that we all of us taught ourselves to swim like when i tell people that they don't even believe us they don't believe me mine especially was i remember we had
1: gone i remember i was really small i was like four or five years old and we had gone to um pennville to visit vai which is I'm um, gonna say mommy's because it's like mommy is your mommy so I guess everybody will understand mm-hmm. so mommy's grandmother and we went to this river between Penn Villa and Lao. I can't remember the name of the river and I can remember everybody was bathing and mommy just sent me in the river and she was like swim well she said it in Patois she was like um, and it was like I was just thrown in the middle of the river and i just had to like swim it wasn't like a very big river but for me like being so small i remember it being big but like years after when i went and i said i was like that little thing so yeah so um yeah so that's how i basically learned to swim yes so going to the sea was sort of like one of the big highlights of my childhood and the catch was that we went on Saturdays, but Saturday is also the day when you had to like clean up and do your house housework. So if you wanted to get by the sea at like 11 o'clock when everybody going down, you want to make sure that you do all your chores. So you have to wake up extra early, especially if it was a day when you had to scrub the yard. You had to wake up extra early to make sure you do your chores, because if you don't do your chores, mommy will send you um, <laughs> by the sea and we would stay by the sea like all day like until our fingers into prunes and our lips in purple and uh, sometimes we would roast breadfruit, and if we don't have salt fish we'll put cooking water on
0: it i don't <laughs> understand those stories like when i tell people i'm so glad you're there or you're saying this to yeah. validate. when i would tell people that i enjoy breadfruit and cooking water and they're like are you for real <laughs> <laughs> when you're to stay all day and you're hungry, bread
1: for coconut cooking water is the best thing in the world. And, um, breaking coconuts and eating coconuts. And yeah, it was like a lot of fun. And a lot of people would go, like a lot of um, the other, like, young people in the village would go. And sometimes we would do crazy things, like swim far, far out, and try and see who can go the furthest out. We used to call it um, to see if you could go as far out and see the top of the Catholic Church. And all those kind of nonsense but it was so much fun and it was like like i just remember being outside a lot for my childhood like whether it is like playing moral or i declare or, or being in bush um picking fat fat pork. <laughs> it was a lot of orders and it's so it's so different now because like like when i went home and like i see like all the young children now like they everybody just on a tablet and like I was telling my niece like if she if she know how to play like um moral and she's like, What is that? And it's just like yeah, it's such a different time. So for the most part I remember having a lot of fun and being outdoors um a lot. I was kind of a tomboy.
0: For, no, you were a tomboy. You were not kind yeah, of a tomboy.
1: Yeah, I was a tomboy and I I was very headstrong and if like I if somebody could do something, like I feel like I could do it too. So like I remember, I remember like the first time I jumped the cliff in, in O2, like, all the boys were, were doing it. And they were like, oh, you can't do that. You're so small. And I was like, what? I can do it. <laughs> I did it. And it was like, yeah, I was, yeah, I was kind of a tom. I think for a part of it is because daddy wanted a boy. And
0: I think we all played our little part in, being, in going through our boy phase. Yeah. Because he kind of sort of taught us how to do anything and everything a boy could do.
1: Yeah. So we were never classically labeled as like a boy thing yeah
0: yeah 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 whatever yeah yeah so he he pretty much he like most people could not understand like we knew how to build our own dog and you know we knew how to do to paint we raised pots we know how to raise fish pot we knew how to make a fish pot, <laughs> a fish pot. yes oh my god that's yes. worse we knew how to do and making a fish pot is hard work like like a lot of my father he taught us how to do all of these things because he only had girls and it was like who you gonna teach you remember when you remember when they used to kill animals in the yard like hang it on the the (laughs) tree yeah so like we we were very much um involved in, in anything um, what would be classified, you know, or, or a boy can do that. Uh, we knew how to do it. And people couldn't understand, it. especially when, a few years ago, when uh, people passed by and they saw us um, redoing our roof um, of the house. I and mean, it, it was us up there, like, three women putting up the roof. And we had our uncle to help, but it was pretty much us doing it and stuff. And we we're like, we know how to do it. How hard can that be? Like, like our father did it, we so can do it too, you know? And and people didn't really understand that. Tell us what kind of role your parents, because you just mentioned your dad, you know, daddy or our dad. You know, um, so what role did did your parents play in your life growing up as a child?
1: Um, daddy was more on like the tough love side, so daddy was very sort of like, um, so he really liked books and like learning and like learning new things. And he always sort of like pushed me to get an education and to do well in in school. But in a way that like, like I knew that he knew the questions that I was asking him, but he just wouldn't give me the answer. Like he would just make me like do it myself and tell me that like, um you could figure it out, sit down, sit, sit down and figure it out. So it was kind of like real tough love. And I remember the one time that he actually helped me do something. I was at Ui. Like that was like years later, anyway. And I was writing this essay for law and governance, and I messaged him and I was like, "Daddy, I'm writing this essay, but I have like writer's block and I don't know like what to put in it." And like he gave me like all of the main points that I should like raise. Like he when he was kind of like discussing the topic with 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 me, and like through the discussion, I got like a lot of um points. And then like that essay, I wrote my essay and I got like flying marks on it, and my my um. The lecturer was like comment on my essay that was like very good, very impressive, and so on. So that was like the only time that I can remember that I actually like asked him to help me with something, and like he actually like sort of like helped me. It was always like, "Oh, you need to learn to do things for yourself. You need to do things. Look, they have books. The house full of books. Go and open a book and see if the answer is in it." I that. That kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't like it growing up, but then like when you look back, you see that it kind of well it really made me a very independent person. And um mommy, I just remember mommy like being very strong. And I think like her strength and like her dedication and the way she um she carried herself had a big impression on me as a child growing up. And um so in her, in her own way like she taught me how to be independent as well and how to think for myself as well and do things and yes we can't sort of like I can't give daddy all the credit in terms of like making me very independent because that whole mentality of like you could do it for yourself mommy had a lot to play in in that and like she would say oh I know waiting for AJ to come, come home and do my thing I I, I can do it and she would take a ladder and she would go up and do it and that 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 sort of a thing so like the way like she would like approach different um Problems had a big impression on me and very, very hardworking. I remember like being young and having to like scrub scrub the yard, as I said earlier. And like she would say things like, um, say, Zeki Kapo, Lamela safe. So it was kind of like, like you will look at the problem in front of you and it seems like such like a big overwhelming thing, but like you can actually do it. Like if you take it like piece by piece, you you will do it. And like, it's something that that she would tell me because she wanted to motivate me to clean the yard. But it's something that I use in my own life now. Like whenever I am faced with something that seems like too big to overcome, I would tell myself, mm-hmm. and I will start like piece by piece and get it done. And she would say things like, um, like if somebody before you can do it, like what, what's so so different about you that you can you cannot do it? And that sort of was a very um, good way of like building your your confidence and motivating um, me to do things and um, and stuff like whatever is there in life for you, you will get it. I always remember my mom, you would always say that. And it was sort of like, whenever you are faced with um, disappointment or you, you expected to get an opportunity and you didn't get it, it was kind of like, it was not for you. Like if it's for you, you will get it, that sort of mentality. And obviously you have to work hard, but that um, sort of reassurance that whatever, it's out there for you like nobody cannot stop 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 it if it is your blessing then you're going to get your blessing so I I have a lot of like quotes from her that I use in my everyday life and like I recite to myself and it's sort of like from her saying those things over and over again um, from me growing up um, it just really stayed with me yeah
0: Aurel, Aurel just came on and she goes smile Shelly smile and I'm just like <laughs> Like my eyes, like my eye ducts were getting full of water. I you- see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, cause, cause whenever, whenever we um, whew, whenever we speak about my parents or our parents, you know, I tend to get very emotional. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, our our parents uh, passed away back in in two thousand and eleven. Um, we lost my dad in my mom in January and we lost my dad in December of the same year. Um, so hearing my sister, you know, talk about them, you know, it gets very emotional because even living today, you know, you, you wish that they were around for certain things, you know, like your achievements, my achievements, you know, we wish that they were. But I, I know, I know in my spirit that they're there um, and they're always looking down and they're always, you know, they're guiding us. So, so I'm not too worried, but it's just wanting them to be there in the physical. You know to experience um, everything with us. Um, you went to to school um, in Portsmouth, and um, I'm just gonna explain to the audience a little bit um, if they don't know um, that we lived in Vacas, and um, we went to school in Portsmouth, which is not the norm for children growing up in a commun- in a village. You normally went to your village uh, primary school, and you probably went to high school in, this, in the in the town a um, person was a town, um, or is a town about well. Then it was about half an hour away from home because the road was really bad. <laughs> now it takes it takes more like fifteen minutes because the road is 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 paved and and, and better. But when we were growing up, the road was really bad, so it took about half an hour to get there. Once you got on a vehicle, um, the waiting to get on a vehicle might have been a little bit longer, might have been an hour and a half, if not more. Um, so we went to school. We commuted every day um to primary school. When well, I went to preschool there, then I went to school in Vegas for about a year. And then I went back to school in Portsmouth. And then my sisters, Aurel and Jarel, um came came as well. And it a lot of people, I remember I remember hearing um, you know, people on the bus when we would travel, the bus on the van and stuff. We see, um, they would say in, in our Creole twang, you know, and I'll and I'll say how they 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 say it. Um, but they would say, oh, um, like, in other words, they, would, they were complaining about how they felt it was difficult for us as three young girls commuting to, to school in Portsmouth. Um, and some people would call us the free little ninjas um, because they thought we were exceptional from then. Um, but it was really, it was really difficult, you know, going to school in Portsmouth, um, every single day, because some days you would have to bomb ride. When I say bomb ride, I mean like, like hitch a ride to and from, uh, because there was no specific vehicle going in and, and at the time you wondered why your parents, why were we going to school in Portsmouth? But well, as we got older, we understood, but tell me a little bit about your school days, you know, cause uh, were they enjoyable?
1: Yeah, they were, yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't really um remember thinking of like the bombing riders had. Me either. Like, <laughs> um uh, yes. I think getting up early in your bed <laughs> was harder <laughs> because you had to get up early to get to catch the bus, and if you didn't catch the bus, then you would have to stay by the bus stop for hours Wait, waiting for right. You had to get up
0: early to pray first.
1: Yes. You have to get ready to pray and then for devotion. And then after you have to get ready and go to school and have to make sure that you get the bus. Cause if you, if you miss that specific bus, then quapo smoke, smoke your pipe. You will literally turn into a skeleton waiting for a bus. So I remember that part was the hard part. Um, but I enjoyed school. Like school was fun. Um, playing a lot playing a lot of skip and i used to take daddy fishing rope and use 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 it for um for skipping rope <laughs> he used to make noise behind me but it's used to make the best skipping rope because he had this kind of rope that had a metal inside of it <laughs> that was strong that like little little bits of metal so um yeah i remember school being a lot of fun and um And from like primary school, secondary school, I was like always involved in like sports and different activities, whether it be acting um, or some sort of organizing committee. I always like to organize things and be a part of whatever was going on. And I played um, netball and football and basketball, and I got to travel um, um, with, the netball team for dominica and um for for acting and so on so yeah i remember i remember school to be a lot of fun and um yeah i i never dreaded going to school like you know some ch- children like hate to go to school i just
0: like i just liked it well we have some people um coming in and i want to pick up nancy who is on right now and she has a question she says what was your favorite subject i think my favorite subject was math
1: yeah when i was in primary school my favorite subject was math and then uh, when i was in secondary school in the later years i really liked physics so because i had like a really good physics teacher in form like he was i saw him like the other day in dominica like he was like really good and he really liked huh?
0: Was your physics teacher?
1: Oh, he, he doesn't teach anymore. Mm-hmm. Celsius, Henry does. Okay. Mm. Yeah.
0: So, so you had a lot of fun. In, in, you were talking yeah. about your traveling and all of that.
1: Yeah, I had a lot of fun. In, in high school, especially. High school was a lot of fun. I didn't really like college, to be honest. I didn't really like college because um, yeah, college to me was just like work because the thing is because um when i went to college i stayed in town in um coptol by my grand my my grandparents but i also did at the time when i was going to college that is when they started to do the a-level program in the night so we had um we had normal school um associate degree in the day and then in the afternoon to the night you had to go to a level class Classes. So at that point, I felt like I was just like going to school Mm -hmm. because like after, like after I finished the associate program during the day, I would have to go to the library to do all of my homework because my grandparents at the time didn't have internet. So I didn't have any internet back home where I could like do any research if I had like a homework that I needed to go online for. So I had to spend my afternoon in the library getting um any information that i needed to do my homework and then go to a level class classes and then after a level classes i had to go on the bus stop to get the bus to Watson Waven, so i could go back to cop cop 12. so college to me was just work and i didn't really like 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 that because i was always used to um sort of like having like a lot of extracurriculars like from high school and pri- and pri- primary school and I think that's what like kept me sane was doing other things apart from schoolwork, and yeah college was just to me I was just doing work all the time and I think I didn't hate it but I think that it was sort of like my least enjoyable like
0: period (laughs) your your parents and your teachers they always praise you for your achievements uh were you uh, were there any challenges that you had in school, and if yes, how did you actually overcome these challenges?
1: Um, uh, primary school. I think primary school was pretty much safe. Um, in terms of like, I can't remember. Like, I remember being very troublesome in pri- in, pri- in pri- pri- primary school. So I think I gave I gave the teachers more of a challenge than school was challenging to me because I was troublesome and I was really talkative. And uh, yeah,
0: I just remember, I just your, remember. your report card used to say good student talks a lot.
1: Yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I remember being like I, I I had too much energy in primary school. In secondary school, I think, like going through sort of ad adolescence. Like I think. I had several <laughs> theories that I developed as sort of like a coping mechanism of why adolescents never like, <laughs> like came to me or whatever. Like I never went through it. Like a super, super flat chested, but everybody like sort of was getting breasts and stuff like that. And my mom used to say it was because I used to jump the cliffs. I <laughs> jump the cliffs. My titty never grew. <laughs> and then, um, i my theory was that it was growing, but I'd gotten a really bad fever, and the fever melted <laughs> so that's what i that's my story, and I stuck to it but then like you're going for adolescence, and I know like all young children all teenagers will have like their different experiences of growing through adolescence and being in high in high school, and then like everybody is like developing and you're not like I got teased a lot for that, and um for me like although it affected me like I was raised in such a way that I never sort of like let people see me sweat so it's sort of like although like it was like all the teasing was affecting me I would sort of like poke fun at myself or like you know like laugh along with people that was laughing at me and I guess that was sort of like my way of like coping with it but like in the in like in the um in the back light in the back scene i was kind of it it kind of affected me because obviously you like what's wrong with you like why you're not growing up so skinny and so on like i would eat so much and i would never like put on any weight and stuff like that but then like you grew up now and now you get to appreciate all of those things that you didn't like about yourself in high school Like, you get to appreciate that you can still, like, have, like, a small frame and eat a lot. So
0: (laughs) I guess it kind of worked out (laughs) in the end. Aurel says, we're going to, no one again, bring my sister's comments on because, you know, she kind of shares with everything. She goes, Challenges was crying for 2% (laughs) to get 100% (laughs) on one out of a million tests. Yeah, I cried. I cried a lot
1: for stuff like that. Yeah, I was like, why did you give me the extra marks? And I guess Aurel sort of remembered me always crying. I do remember that. (laughs) But yeah.